Welcome to Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hedgepath. And I'm Travis Washington. And this is the podcast where Travis and I discuss DC's Legends of Tomorrow on The CW. My favorite show, one that Travis has experienced for the first time, and we're at the end of season one. The season that I call, yeah, the season that I, you've heard me all say, Mm -hmm. the entertaining train wreck season is Mm -hmm. at an end Mm -hmm. with episode 16, Legendary. It, the titles get better too as the the seasons go on. Ah, oh, dude, I thought this was very fitting, very fitting. All right, so here's the net, <laughs> the Netflix synopsis of this. Mm-hmm. Rip and the team return to 2016, where they weigh, where they each weigh whether or not to continue their mission. Sarah has an emotional emotional reunion with her father. Mm-hmm. She certainly does. Uh, yeah, they, 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 these, their Netflix synopses are usually just uh, the first act. That's what, that's what it always is, which is kind of what synopses are supposed to be, mm-hmm. I think. Or it's the person hired to do this just gets right. that far just, and goes, ah, <laughs> fuck this noise. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell like, sometimes, this one's actually okay. That's like the last, know, yeah, exactly. the last sentence. The last sentence. <laughs> If you see an exclamation point, they actually yeah. liked that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's code. It's <laughs> Netflix writing synopses code. So as the episode starts, Rip is taking everyone back to 2016. Here's uh, one thing I want to say yes. first. We had a different opening um, because it's post-death, uh, him not being able to save his... Oh, I uh, skipped it. No, yeah, because it's a, a woman speaking. I'm not sure who the woman is. I don't think it was Gideon. But she's like, and it's like this season on on DC's Legends of Tomorrow instead of previously on, oh. or, and with the whole spiel that that Rip used to do. So at first I thought, shit, did I click on season two episode one uh, by mistake? But no, this sure enough they were setting up uh, uh, for this uh, final app here of the season with a different pro- opening. It was probably Katie Lots, I would imagine. Maybe I don't know. After yeah. she sounded British, I don't know. Then it was Gideon. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it did. Mm-hmm. It had to be a character. Like next season, they have every, like I mentioned, every character gets a turn saying the opening bit. Sure. And yeah. uh, and they play around with that until there's no more opening bits like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And so, so maybe this is the first one of those. There you go. Yeah. So Rip's taking everyone. I, I'm just gonna open with this. Jesus. I hate this episode. Johnny. Oh God! I just heard a gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How I, was gonna, that? Yep. That's that's how we're going out. We're only doing one season, and I'm gonna Bud Dwyer this motherfucker. <laughs> you hate this episode. I See, really you kept don't like telling it. me this, and I was watching this episode. And I'm like, okay, when am I going to start not liking this? Holy shit. What did I say? What did I say? Like, okay, so I would say I was looking for a seven, right? I was looking yeah. for all I was looking for for this, based on what you had built up here. We got a, we got a 7.5, which I docked a half mark because of that exposition that I grew to really not like. Um, and I'd say, I'd say seven last episode too. So I'd say up until this point, we had a seven and a 7.5. I'll save my grade for this. Okay. But I'll tell you right now, dude. This is my favorite episode of the season. Really? Okay. For this sure. Fun. No, this For is fun. sure, dude. I okay. think there's a number of things that, that, that I think we differed on over across this season. But oh my God, man. Oh my cool. God. This was my favorite episode of the season. Oh, sure. then let's get into it because yeah. I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Rip is taking everyone back to 2016. Savage is lost in time. Mm-hmm. He's basically saying, look, sorry. Sorry about all the trouble, but 
just going to take you home now. I'm going to go mm-hmm. to the refuge, put your children selves and baby selves back in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, this isn't what I promised you. And t- I didn't take you back exactly yeah. well, the time. Five you left. months it's later. Five months later. And Jax is upset. He's like, great. My mom thinks I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't want to quit. They're like, come on. No, let's finish the mission. But Dude, he's a hologram. It's so good. That's such a great reveal. And here's the other thing too here. From a, there's so many personal touches. And from the, all the stuff we've been talking about this whole season. And here they are at Rogers, out, right outside Rogers Arena. Um, which I think I can remember them being at at one point in the scene. This is downtown Vancouver. Yep. And this is First such, this is such a, this is the, this is always used as a circus, sometimes for multiple shows. Like when I just did that episode of Woke, it was here in this location. The last thing I shot before COVID was here in this location. So right away, I'm like, oh man, yeah, yeah. These guys love Vancouver and it just keeps going for the red. There's so many little shout outs to all the places they stopped at throughout the season. So I had those warm fuzzies for me as well. And this is the first one of those. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, and I, I love the reveal. <laughs> yeah, the lo- I love the reveal that he's a hologram too, man. That was great. And he takes off. Yeah. So our next scene, I knew you couldn't, I knew, I knew you must've been so happy to see, uh, Quentin Lance back on the show. Unrecognizable. He looks like he's aged. He doesn't look as like hip dad anymore. He does not look Expedia guy anymore. Well, no, that's because, okay, the one episode you saw him in, he was having to play a younger version of himself. He had a bad wig. Yep. And the whole nine yards. This is what he actually. This, okay. This okay. They're not like this. I'm into this guy. This guy I like. All right. Okay. And they had a good, like this, like he was just like, he looked like he was falling apart, man. Because he was. That, that's okay. That's his go-to on these shows. <laughs> he, Quentin Lance suffers tragedy after tragedy after tragedy with huh. dead children. One of them <laughs> comes back to life. Uh, and he is, as far as him him breaking up and trying to hold it together, that's mm-hmm. a Paul Blackthorn deal, man. He's quite good at it. Okay, yeah, because so that was that was this was way better than that. Like I said, that was so Expedia guy mm-hmm. before. So your um, sister, your sister Laurel, this this Damien Dark guy, he's causing a lot of trouble. And he's, your just sister, a, he's just a broken man, right? Yeah, he is. He's yeah. broken here. Yeah. Oh, he has a drinking problem. The whole nine yards. You go through that. You go through all the ups and downs with Quentin Lance on Arrow, buddy. Mm, mm. <laughs> and we're so going to get to see him. Yeah. We're going to get in a in an episode, uh, or actually a, a crossover that's coming mm-hmm. up in a bit. We're going to get to see him uh, play against type, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, but mm-hmm. so what Quentin's telling Laurel is Laurel. He's telling Sarah is that Damian Dark killed Laurel. Mm-hmm. So who's Damian Dark? Damien Dark is the big bad on that season of Arrow. He's yep. also, <laughs> this is the second time I remind you, he's also the blonde guy who was trying to buy the nuke. Yes, yes, of yeah. course. You have told me that before. I yeah, knew I was, okay, yeah. Uh, we're, the, we're gonna the, be the good actor we the good actor we like. Yes, and we'll be seeing him next season. He's one awesome. of the bad guys in awesome. the next season. Awesome. And he's and killed Sarah's sister. Yep, he killed Sarah's sister. Yeah, that reveal, that was tough, man. That was tough. And, and Sarah's sister, because... Laurel was the second black canary. Sarah was the first black canary. She's mm-hmm. a white canary. Laurel took up the cow when Sarah died. And now Laurel's dead. 
And, right. uh, and the way they bring Laurel back is interesting. We'll get to it a little bit later in this episode because it tells you a little bit more about, about Quentin Lance and he just can't understand things like the multiverse. It's funny. Mm-hmm. That's funny. But here we're in Central City and Mick has a new young partner who he gave the freeze gun to and they're pulling a job. Yes. And the kid kills a guard. Yeah. And Mick's pissed off. He's like, you didn't have to do that because Mick's changed mm-hmm. a little. Mm-hmm. But he didn't change that much because then Mick just kills the fucking yeah. kid. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like it's more like like it's like that's you you fucked up the job, man. Like uh, mm-hmm. like you got to learn out. Like it's like he's can't find a good partner who's who's able to do these jobs again, right? Yeah. So it's just like God damn it. So yeah, like it's less of uh, I saw it less of um, you know he's gotten soft as uh, as that he's just having a hard time finding a replacement. No, there's that too because he said he was unarmed and we were running away. You know, you didn't yeah, have to do that. Okay, but yeah. see, the heat wave of the heat wave of old on the Flash would have been gleefully burned. Yeah, would have roasted marshmallows. Yes, exactly. Roast, yeah. roast some pigs. He's always wanting to roast pigs. Yeah, piggy, piggy. <laughs> and so then he jumps into this car, the getaway car, and there's a guy sitting in the driver's seat wearing a hood, and it's Ray. Mm-hmm. And Ray just mm-hmm. watched two motherfuckers die. Mm-hmm. And he's all smiles. Hey, mm-hmm. how you doing, buddy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, he knows who he's fucking with. He know he knows who he's rolling with. This is the only way mm-hmm. um, he's gonna like. He, he didn't expect to wa- find him like walking out of a, a Manny Petty. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't knock it. Yeah, don't knock it till you try it. Oh, so relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in a garage. Like uh straight out of all the president's men and uh they're talking about snart and mick says oh the son of a bitch never did anything without a plan and ray's mm-hmm. like maybe he did have a plan he knew that we would take care of each other because like, we're buddies right and it's it's great because mick's all like oh, i think i'm gonna be sick but you know he he believes it too yep because ray's like we still have something to do mm-hmm. mick's like what's that he goes what we haven't finished doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we all know what that is. We, mm-hmm. we need to kill somebody in this kill happy season. One last kill, but it's going to happen three times. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, Fuck I like that part. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, who does that? Like, that's how you do a finale. Like, mm-hmm. how are we going to kill this big bat? How are you going to kill a big bat in, in a new way? Three times at once. <laughs> <Yeah>. that, <laughs> that's not one of my complaints. My complaints are some of the middle parts of this okay, okay. episode. So now we get to Professor Stein and his wife, Clarissa, and they're playing trivia. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what's more um, forced in, Travis? The H.G. Wells question? The, no, no. The actual H.G. Wells reveal in The Magnificent Eight or the <laughs> fact that this is the question on the Trivial Pursuit card. This, this made me, uh, this almost, um, you know, made it better. It like gave it a reason, you know, like it, okay. gave, it, it like, gave it an excuse for happening in that, I think. You know because, what I mean? Yeah, because the, the question is, what was H.G. Wells' childhood name? And he looks so smug. I do not like Professor Stein in this episode, by the way. <laughs> This is the most I've liked him all season, man. He's so smug. He goes, he's like, (laughs) Birdie. (laughs) But he's upset. You become a historian. Oh, shit. (laughs) Something's off. You used to despise history. You said it was all a lie. 
what happened on your on your boys trip oh no sabbatical sabbatical i know sabbatical know. it's sabbatical. always the sabbatical yeah <laughs> so they cut to jackson stein they're at that site ray and mick show up at the same time each group has a gizmo a radio beacon and a quantum entangler i thought that was kind of fun mm-hmm. and sarah shows up she's pissed off mm-hmm. cut to rip in his t-shirt again watching his stupid video yeah <laughs> this- yeah because here's what bothers me about this mm-hmm. he's watching this video of his wife and kid mm-hmm. and when gideon says captain he like does that whole jump up thing like a kid getting caught playing with himself like, yes. Yes. like it's gideon she knows what you're doing yeah yeah <laughs> i guess i guess but i mean like, like again i'm okay with this is a callback this is a callback mm-hmm. to something that had happened in this season um and it also is a great reminder for the payoff uh we got later that's true um and they say this mission is not over they wrote down that quote like i'm like all right all right i fucking knew this (laughs) who said this mission is not over where did you was it uh did he come down and say it or just who says it to him oh i don't even remember who says the mission is not over it probably ray sounds like a Ray line yeah but uh so they get the, the message from the, the legends, Rip does. Wave Rider shows up 2016. Ray and Stein high five each other in the most white high five I've ever seen on television. Dude. And I gotta Ray. say, I loved it. I fucking loved it. <laughs> I fucking loved it, dude. And they're like, Did you have any success, Rip, without us? And this, he said this line, which I really liked. This goes right to your point about wrapping up the whole season. He's like, mm-hmm. No, I didn't. But I didn't get into bar fights in 1975 in the Old West, lose an Adam suit, or get turned into a scary bird monster. I loved it. I I loved it, man. This is a victory lap, right? And even for a um, a a season, (laughs) an entertaining train wreck, that they are allowed to have this victory lap because that's what you're Mm -hmm. supposed to do. In if if you are going to have a big bad contained type season, you should uh, the the other episodes should matter, and it should lead to something Mm -hmm. that 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 you know that's how you should wrap up arcs, and that's what they're doing here. So here, I'm totally cool with this, man. I was, yeah. Oh, I agree. I I love this part. I love that. Yeah, and he reluctantly takes them back. Yep. Now, mm-hmm. cut to Kendra in 1944, France, in the middle yeah. of World War II. Yeah. She's clearly run away. She's gotten free from Savage. She finds a soldier. She looks at the soldier's helmet. It's a sergeant's helmet. It's got three bullet holes in it. Mm-hmm. We've seen this helmet Where? in her study. Yeah. It's been there the whole season. Mm. Now, here's my problem. I don't know how much of this is my problem with being a comic book nerd or mm-hmm. just the whole setup of this but she's like i've seen that helmet before rip has that helmet i'm like why would rip have that helmet mm-hmm. is this the only way reason rip should have the helmet is this sergeant rock is this supposed to be sergeant rock because he'd be an important person sure in dc history who just gets iced who gets iced right away so i yeah. guess it's not sergeant rock because sergeant mm-hmm. rock doesn't fucking die that way mm. so why it, but she, before that, she puts a note in the helmet, like a you know distress a distress beacon through time. Yeah, genius. Which is a concept they do again in this series mm-hmm. that makes a lot more sense than this because yeah. I was just the logic leap of why does Rip have this helmet? 
bothered me. I do. Yeah. It's so funny. There's so much logic leaps I could make with this show. It's so that funny one that, that this one didn't bother me after I'd been going fucking nuts about all that shit all season. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. Like it was, it was creative. It was different. It's it was. A, it wasn't. Creative. It wasn't just solved by like, oh, there's been an upgrade to my software, and now we can get mm-hmm. to this section realm. Like, fuck off. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So so not Sergeant Rock gets killed by Savage, and mm-hmm. Savage gets her back. We cut to the mm-hmm. Wave Rider. Sarah confronts Rip. She slugs him, puts a knife to his throat. She's like, "You fucking knew. You knew my sister was dead." Jesus. And, and he says, like, I'm afraid. He's like, you should be afraid. And I loved that. And then Rip pulls out his Men in Black flasher. Yep. Knocks her out. We haven't seen that in a while. So yeah. that was kind of neat because that bit of tech becomes important in two seasons. So cool. it's nice to see that referenced again. So now, God damn it, this part. Mm-hmm. They're hanging out in the study. Jax knocks over the helmet. The helmet's not where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And Ripley was like, oh, that, that's not supposed to be there. It's supposed to be over here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This must be chronometric repositioning. And I just wrote down, fuck you. Really? Like, fuck you. That's the last of these, by the way. Yeah. No more of these. No more chronometric uh, whatever. No, no more of these. Every episode, there's a new okay. time travel phenomena that we haven't heard of. Then that's fine. Then that, like, if that's all within the this season, and they it do is. it one last time, then in a way, it's fitting. Like, I think that's why I, I just kept feeling this. Like, they were aiming to the not just tie up arcs of characters and stories and everything, but to start to do away with. I think some of the tropes that that we're not mad about, but still kind of include them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it for me is I I so always feel like the for me the, the the conclusion of this show was the last episode to me that's and again that was me my favorite character not your favorite character my favorite mm-hmm. character dies i associate that one with the big mm-hmm. finish i wanted to talk about him uh quick so what Please what do. are the what are the um what what are the circumstances for him leaving exactly oh why did wentworth miller leave yeah i've never actually looked it up yeah um, he reprises the role mm-hmm. in various ways. We saw it in this episode. Um, in various ways, you know, throughout a couple of seasons, he makes an appearance on The Flash. You mm-hmm. know, I think he maybe just didn't want at the time to commit to the show. They were yeah. also trying to relaunch Prison Break at the time. Huh. Him and Dominic Purcell, Heat Wave. Or doing that, but uh, Dominic Purcell just decided, fuck it, I'll do two shows, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I could use the money. And uh, I think Wentworth Miller just didn't want to, but it's not, but he's always welcome back to reprise the role. Okay. So I don't know the actual details of why. Yeah. I've never actually looked at it. Yeah, because it's just like you start to see an ensemble start to cook. Um, but you can see that they're having, they've had, with the writing, you can tell that they had to make a decision to um like they probably learned this late in the season or late in the filming uh because at the beginning you see more centric stuff to his or developing him as a more important character and slowly that changes right Mm -hmm. um and uh, i like the way that they they kind of just give him a a quick little send-off here um as i said you you uh 
uh, like the the one before here because he liked the character a bit more. But I think in terms of uh, they had to do what they did with him mm-hmm. because of like as I said, if he's saying he's not coming back, then um, I think I think they did as as good a job with him as they could have. But uh, uh, I yeah I, I do like the direction things go uh, with this mm-hmm. up. Oh yeah, and with him, a lot of that early character building with him was also because they needed to find ways to rehabilitate these two villains who were kind of one note on Flash and make right. them fully fleshed out characters. Gotcha. So they they didn't do a lot of deep dives into Heatwave on Flash. He was just mm-hmm. a murderous pyromaniac. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go a little deeper mm-hmm. on Snart, but uh, you know they had to do what they for. For Snart, they just give him a backstory. For uh, Heatwave, it's turn him into Kronos. You know, they had to just do something to make those characters work in this show. I, right, I feel. right. Yeah. So we're back in 1944, France. Savage is in the ship with Kendra and Carter. This is mm-hmm. part I love. Carter's yeah. like slowly getting his memory back, and he just yeah. sort of looks at Savage and goes, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I like that. I really Me like too. that. Me um, too. And he's like, you've had 4,000 years and you failed every time. So now in a plot, okay, and this is one of the ones, oh, this is convenient, mm-hmm. but okay. Savage needs hawk blood to activate the three meteorites from Thanagar, which are actually technology, so he can erase time back to 1700 BC and rule the world from then on. Like, yeah, that's new. In that's this- a wild ass <laughs> plan, man. That is a wild ass plan. <laughs> But as wild ass as that plan is, the end game is fucking insane. And it makes sense for his character. If all of a sudden things are unmoored, he's lost uh, his like checkmate, right? Mm-hmm. So he has to fucking act like he's, he's panicking too here. Like he's not showing it. But this character for like somebody who's got the, I've got protection this whole time. Yes. <laughs> and my masters will look after me. <laughs> And now he's got to kind of like keep it together, right? Because he's uh-huh. like, what What the fuck? Who's this guy? Where's my old friend? Who's this guy on the screen? <laughs> together in front of the goons? Just <laughs> holy shit. Um, so he's got to, but so he's kind of freaking out, right? So he mm. has to come out that again. I love it. I fucking love it. All they right. gotta drop hawk blood on shiny blue meteorites, dude. This is the DC shit. I love. This is what I wanted. This is what I was aiming for. It's this so funny you like. say that. It's so funny you say that because yeah. I'm the biggest DC fan in the world, and I'm yeah. like, this isn't all that. Seem all that DC to me. <laughs> really? Yeah. To me, it's just me. like. Cause it, <laughs> Yeah, but it's just so absurd. They go so far with like how this is going to work that I'm like, yeah, sure. Come on, climb aboard. <laughs> so back on the wave rider, Rip and Sarah mm-hmm. are talking. And now Sarah doesn't want to murder him. She's just pleading with him. And I like that little touch. She's like, she, she Katie Lotz is wonderful here. Her His, this, their conversation here, I thought the best scene between the two of them all season is. long. It His is. entrance to... <laughs> Please try very hard not to kill me. <laughs> so awesome. Dude, and, this is my favorite Rip episode for sure. This is the most I gave a shit about him ever. All right. Yeah. Okay, because we're going to get to one point where we might disagree about something. Okay. There's okay. one thing I'm like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. But she says, we tried everything to save your family. 
And he tells her that if Sarah had been there, Damien Dark would have killed her, Laurel, and their father. Mm-hmm. And, and that's she, a good yeah that's yeah that's great that's like quantum leap stuff that's like yeah. that's like do you remember the uh jfk episode of quantum leap love the jfk episode. yeah and that's just the reveal at the end is that originally jackie died too like that's yep. perfect that's a great that's a great way to deal with uh time travel stuff you mm-hmm. know what i mean that's and, the time travel kind of stuff i like yes and that shows a lot of inter-team writing because What's going on on this show, at the same time on Arrow, you have the death of Laurel. That has major consequences for this show. Hmm. So it's a time travel show. How do we get around? Well, why not go back? Well, if you did, that would, you know, you'd all be dead. So mm-hmm. I like that too, because you have to be creative with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then this ends with when Rip's telling Sarah that she's the strongest person he's ever known. I really liked that. Ooh, and uh, she's wiping the tears away from her eyes. And Gideon says, Captain, we're ready. And Sarah answers as she wipes the tears out of her eyes. We're on our way, Gideon. I'm like, that's right, because that's the captain now. Because she's the captain. Rad, dude. (laughs) So into this. (laughs) Um, Loved it. So yeah, so then we cut to Vandal Savage and the Nazis. Now, here's where you're torn. Here's one of those things where you're torn. I know, right? Because (laughs) Vandal Savage wants to destroy the fucking world. Yep. But these are fucking Nazis. Yep. And he just is standing in the road as they've got a truckload coming down. Real mm-hmm. Indiana Jones because they've got a meteor. Mm-hmm. And he's just totally. standing in the road. and They're like, get out of the way or get shot. And he says in German, perfect German, that he wants what they're carrying. So they're going to shoot him. And they start shooting him. And Vandal Savage deflects bullets with his knives with and his starts knives. murdering Nazis with just his knives. Just icing Nazis. Woo-hoo. So love badass. It. <laughs> Me too. Love it. And then the shot goes behind. The legends show up. And Heatwave yeah. f- is frying Nazis. Now, oh, this is the greatest. We mentioned last episode, we were talking about squishing an eyeball and how far they go. You mm-hmm. notice we rarely see Heatwave actually burning someone. It's always off screen. Yeah. On these shows, if it's a Nazi, yeah. all bets are off. Make you it can happen. Do whatever I love it. you want to Nazis. I love it. That's a nice <laughs> touch. I love it. <laughs> and which leads into what I was going to talk about that crossover. It's in two seasons. Mm-hmm. It's called Crisis on Earth X. It's a four parter. It. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's the premise is one of the alternate Earths, Earth X, and is right out of the comics, is a world where the Germans won World War II. And in this, all the heroes have to team up to fight the Nazi versions of the superheroes on mm-hmm. these shows. There's Nazi Supergirl, Nazi Green Arrow, et cetera, et cetera. And it's fucking great. It's great. Mm. You get to cool. see a lot of Nazis get killed. Nice. <laughs> Nothing you know, like it. Four hours of Nazis getting killed by superhero, superheroes. Good stuff. Oh, we're going right. to get to it. It's great. Great. But he wants the Nazi meteorite. Then all of a sudden, Savage, Savage snaps his fingers and his goons are there. And I'm like, where the fuck did they come from? Were good they point. on the ship? That's a good point. That's a small ship. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't really noticed. Like, I mean, it just, it felt, uh, I didn't really think about it. I was just so swept up in all the... Of the, course. Of course. Yeah. And yeah. big fight with the Nazis. I love this. They're all fighting fucking Nazis. <clears throat> uh, and Savage's men. Uh, Jax saves Kendra and Carter. He gets a nice line. He's still nuts. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it, dude. This was a great scene. This That's felt the, like like mm-hmm. uh, like uh, fucking the start of uh, Age of Ultron. 
Ooh, like cool. level, like that level of um, like it looked really good. It looked great. Oh, it definitely looked great. How black and white. I liked how black and white the uh, Nazis. They look a little extra black and white. The uh, their jeeps. It was a nice touch. Mm. And here we see something very important because the Nazi jumps out with a gun. Firestorm grabs it, concentrates, and turns it into water. Mm-hmm. I believe. He or trans- just like kind of yeah 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 yeah. He transmutates the the gun. This is kind of fun because one of Firestorm's main powers in the comics, at least the comics I grew up with, mm-hmm. I've mentioned this before, is he can also just change things into other things. Like bullets are coming and he shoots rays and turns them all into daisies. Uh, that's one of his powers. This is the first time we get to see him actually use that power. Cool. So the geek in me loved that part. I'm like, yay, finally. Because I was like, Firestorm just doesn't fly around and shoot fire. Firestorm's got all kinds of cool powers. Mm-hmm. It can and, also just like suck up a nuke. Ain't no thing. Nuke yeah, explosion. Like ain't no thing. Mm, delicious. And uh, <laughs> oh, hungry for chicken. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of flying, Kendra's flying away and gets shot in the quail. Shot in the air like a quail. Yeah. Just yeah. like me. Just like. <laughs> just like me and my dad hunting quail when I was a kid, Travis. Exactly go out, like that. No, yeah, bird bird women. We were kind of, it was, we we had our dogs, you know. They go to point, you know, and I'd sit there. I I bring a camera and my shotgun because I like to take mm-hmm. pictures of my dogs at point. Mm-hmm. And we wait, and and Tippy would just be still as a statue. Mm-hmm. And finally, she'd flush out those bird women, and we bam, bam. <laughs> they were they were a lot faster than than you'd think. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> So they have to retreat. Don't speak gun culture. Do you understand that? That's just a, a language we don't understand up here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. What hunting? <laughs> yeah, just anything involving triggers and shooting. It's all like like it's, we don't be, we don't know how it works. You'd have to explain <laughs> it to me further in a whole other episode. <laughs> my grandfather used to pay me a dollar for each pigeon I'd shoot. Wow. Uh, that my dad would go in the barn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and shoe them, and they couldn't like, come out one hole. They go mm. flying out this hole in the barn, and I'd be down on the ground. Nice. And uh, got a dollar a pigeon, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so that prepares you for later your hawk, uh, hawk women. Hawk, you know, yeah. killing hawk women. Yeah. We ate them. Now, we, now, hunting hawk women for sport, I, that's just bullshit. <laughs> we ate every hawk woman that we – my mom used to that hate is. it. I mean, my mom, she used to have to clean the pheasant we would get. Uh, and when we brought home a hawk woman, holy shit. I mean, she didn't mind the meat for the winter, but it was a lot of work. I believe it. Mm-hmm. So Carter's on the ship, and he's trying to remember. And this part I love. He's trying to remember Kendra's name, and mm-hmm. he kind of raises his hand in that, uh, uh, what's her name? Yes. The look on his face was hilarious. Yeah, it because that matches just his, like, snoozy. He looks like he has Garfield eyes. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Thing just halfway closed for this uh, whole show even when shit's going down i wrote down zzz here i'm like carter's back jack and then zzz, a bunch <laughs> of bunch of z's or z's if you like yeah but he can't remember her name but he sure can remember almost every detail of Handel savage's plan because mm-hmm. he gets to deliver sleepy exposition yeah yeah big time <laughs> Tells yeah this is one of my this is one of the few kind of and that's just that's just because he just doesn't uh, mm-hmm. just was always a square peg in a round hole here <laughs> so we cut to Jackson Stein, mm-hmm. and Jax wants to become Firestorm again and try transmutation again. 
and gets Stein to agree. He goes, fine, I got this. And Stein says, <laughs> this made me laugh. So Wait, what is it? He goes, is that Ray and Kendra's lucky vase? Lucky vase, did he say? Yeah, vase. Yeah, lucky yeah, vase. Bizarre. Now, hold on a second. Number one, it would be Ray's lucky vase. We know Kendra doesn't give a fuck about anything they had in the 50s. Guess so. Number two, who the fuck has a lucky vase? I don't know. I guess we got one in the 50s. Yeah, it's totally raised. It's just actually, you know, I say that now. I used to have a lucky vase. Yeah, yeah. It was it was the one when my ex wife would throw it at me. Never broke. <laughs> so, so I that makes it lucky for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I think I think if they kept getting thrown at you, you'd eventually want them to break so they can't be thrown at you. Anymore. Yeah, but I usually have bare feet on, and that's how I used to get. Ah, uh, I feet. see. I see. It's a diehard situation. Yes. Yeah. Oh, to complete. Yo, know, my my marriage was a total diehard situation, my friend. Every detail. <laughs> can we take a break right now yes we can because that's a perfect segue for me because my upcoming episode of yours mine and the truth is the first annual episode of yours mine and the truth where it's christmas in july and we are watching i'm watching a die hard it's another head-to-head die hard versus a christmas story with a comedian kevin banner hilarious guy he's awesome he's on 604 records you can see he's on spotify if you guys have spotify out there i know uh uh my friend uh johnny here is a little adverse to it but um i, I use uh, the free version i just don't pay I for know, it i know i know it's good to uh, hook it up with uh friends uh anyways uh yeah really looking forward to that uh that's gonna be yeah hopefully we'll record sometime this week because i did take a week off uh, Johnny, I heard, I've listened to most of the last, uh, world cast. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, sounds like a bit of a wild one. I, I remember uh, Pete, Pete kind of vanishes for a minute, but comes back. Yeah, just a little bit. It was fun. Uh, as we're wrapping that show up, uh, uh, and thank God we are because when I saw this, the set list, let's say of, mm-hmm. for the show, and I was like, I've seen all of these wrestling matches. I've seen these guys wrestle each other a million times. I'm sick of it. But the four matches we watched were taped, <laughs> taped on a, a video camera in the audience. It was an audience cam shot of just this high school gym where, you know, let's have wrestling for a fundraiser. And this place was going bonkers. That sounds insane. great. Uh, it, yeah, was, I wanted, yeah. it was, the, I mean, it was the, it was the it felt like you were sitting in this gym surrounded by people going crazy about to riot for the mm-hmm. professional wrestling in Texas at that time when the Von Erics were considered rock stars. I mean, yep. you always used to hear, oh, it was like rock stars. This is the proof. Yep. It's what this felt like. It's what it sounded like. So we talk about that as we're wrapping it down. We're almost at episode one hundred. I think we've got five more, and then uh, then. Yep. All of my efforts will be just for you and Gideon, guys. I love it. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Right. And and we are doing uh, we are recording a Mystery Titans Theater tonight. Yes, we uh, are. A new special guest, uh, James Hamilton, another really funny uh, comic and actor from uh, from way back when, but also yeah. uh, a, a, a guy who loves wrestling history. So I'm really excited for you to meet him too. This I'm totally a, excited. I'm gonna have era. to. Up, I'm gonna have to up my game. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we got to. Someone's got to fill that Kelly T. Nelson void in some way or another. <laughs> hey, no one can fill in the Kelly That's T. True. Nelson That's void. That's true. He's, they could just weak. stand in his shadow. Yeah. yeah, it's true. He is. He is oddly shaped. I will give him that. <laughs> I mean, like his 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 influence. It's unique. His it has nothing to do with his. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
Hope you're listening. On that note, here's a message from the Plum Network. Hey, Joey, why are you looking so down? Oh, hey, Sully. Uh, you know, I just, you know, me and words, they're always popping up in front of me, and I'm getting confused. And I got this new one here. It's just uh, staring me right in the face. It's, you ever seen something like this? Just look at this. It says, Plum? Plum? Hey, look, Joey, I listen to podcasts. That's the hottest new podcast network going, Plum. Plum? Well, what the heck does it stand for? Well, it stands for whatever you want. It was started out pro wrestling only mostly when that was a handful. And now it's whatever you want. Pro Podcasting with old men. It, it doesn't matter. Mm. Great shows. We got Days of Thunder where Dave and Lee watched 1998 WCW Thunder and shit on it. It's great. We got military industrial suplex. Tom Batista, he's talked to all kinds of crazy motherfuckers. Johnny Sorrow, Billy Jack Haynes, Kelly T. Nelson, tons of them. And three shows from one guy named Jeffrey. Boom goes the dynamite. I love the name, reviewing AEW Dynamite. Strong style story. Busting balls. We got it all. Oh, yeah, Plum. Now that you say this, I remember they've also got that, that, that Throw the Years, that ROH History podcast, yeah. as, as, as well as the aforementioned Kelly T. Nelson on International House of Combat, where and him and Steve watch along with historical international wrestling. And there's a show called Yours, Mine, and the Truth, where this guy loves a shitty band. And a show called Gideon Guys, where one guy loves a shitty TV show. It's yeah. the best. I think I've heard about those two guys. Yet, even though they got this shitty taste, they are hung like moose. Horses. That's, Horse that's impressive. That's moose cool. So, so this is it. Yeah, that's right. I know I'd heard the word before. It's Plum. Plum Network. It's a, it's a positive word of mouth. It's the police women of Memphis' favorite podcast network. Everybody should be tuning in to Plum. All right. So we're back talking about the Ray and Kendra's lucky vase. And they can't change it. And yeah. Professor Stein says to Jax, well, don't worry about it, buddy. Third time's the charm. Aha! Hmm. Uh -huh. Yes. And for some reason. Yeah, he's able to figure out. By just saying the third time's the charm, that makes Professor Stein realize the entirety of Savage's plan, that he is going to put the hawk blood in a ritual on three separate meteors in three separate time periods mm -hmm. at the same time as the earth is aligned with Thanagar in just the right way. So, and he can do this because he's immortal, which I love that part. Yeah. And then he says, if my math is correct, and trust me, it is. I was like, oh, okay. dude, I'm fucking loving all of this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Stein says, they go, so what are we going to do? Stop him? And Professor Stein, who's been against killing this entire yep. thing, he goes, no, we're going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck and I yeah. did like that. <laughs> yes. But, but, and again, like, this is like, what, like the sixth time something like this has happened this season? And yes. this is just like the cherry on top, is what I'm saying. Like, somehow to me, this felt like a tribute to those kinds of storylines mm. at this point. You know oh, what I mean? See a lot and this kind up. of plot of convenience. But this was the best. This was great. I love it. Because Stein also figures out that the radiation from the Thangarian te technological meteorites will temporarily make him mortal. Yeah. 
So then during this, we see. I like that part, equation scene. I like how he's got it written up there. I like the, the choice board. of the, the two different colors on the thing. It looks awesome. It looked awesome. That, that is a DCW staple. The, yeah. Uh, figuring out stuff on a board with it uh, that's glass, glass so you yeah. can see it. cool. it's on Brad. the flash all the time it's on this show all the time it's smart it's smart it, it's a big it, i love it too i think it's a it's a wonderful way to shoot a scene uh that makes it make, it makes look it makes equations look exciting i really yeah and really it's like it. futuresque and it shows you that they've been working on something it does mm. so much it establishes a lot so then we see savage like our current savage He's back in 1958, but you know, hey, is that a comet? Yes, the 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 hawk guys, the hawk guys, the T-Birds, or their hawk guys, the T-Birds. Oh my god, that was funny. <laughs> and so then that savage meets himself, the the 1950s right. savage, yeah. who's a doctor, who's there because uh, he was called to the meteorite. And, and here, here, you know what I said plan. at this point? You know, here, you know what I said at this point? What I'm seeing double. Four savages. <laughs> okay, that one I got. <laughs> that one I got. And I think I remember. I think I remember the the Simpsons you were referring to. Was yes. that was that Homer Palooza? Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I went back and graded it. I got to say, first time I was new, I was like five and a half. I listened to it again. I'd say solid seven. <laughs> My Homer is not bad. Okay. Now you got to go obscure and do the yeah. first season Walter Matthau Homer. Hey boy. <laughs> there you go yeah so we're in 2021 and it's savage and kendra carter mm -hmm. and rip are hiding on a rooftop mm -hmm. cut to 1958 and ray and mick are in the woods right there where the the meteorite is 1975 at the um, you know where they were selling the nuke at the auction everyone had their guns mm -hmm. and they do this nice reveal mm -hmm. this i really love Dude, I loved all that the of The reason this. Savage was auctioning off the nuke was to have enough money to buy one of the meteorites. Yeah. And I loved that bit. This is genius, man. This is so great. This is everything you want. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still waiting for, for like a really strong critique from you here. Uh, it's Stein. just, you know, it's those logic jumps of Stein suddenly knowing everything and suddenly he's the leader. We're going to send teams of three. I'm like, well, who elected you, Captain? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, I'm like, for whatever reason, it worked. Like, because they're the ones who have to be, uh, like, on the ground, right? Mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, I get that. But Oh, it's not. It, I think it's, it's, it's okay. a critique of I know what's good in this, and there's just stuff that just jumps out at me that for whatever reason, and everyone who's listened to the show knows, I have defended some illogical shit. I know. For whatever reason, it's so weird some of how this that is like flipped today, me. man. I don't mm. know why this was. Like I said, sometimes it felt it's like bizarro a, world. Yeah, I felt like I was, you know, I'm a, like I was really hating some episodes. I'm like, fuck, am I just in a shitty mood? And you'd be like, yeah, no, that was garbage. <laughs> but, <Yeah>. this, <laughs> but this, I was, uh, I like, I'm like, am I just still like post camping glow here? <laughs> Maybe, like, a I was really, Maybe a little. Really, really liking this. Yeah. So when when Savage sees Kendra. And he says, you're too late. And she goes, a time master's never late. Love it. Love, I love it. it too, man. Love this it. is great. Okay, here on in, there's mainly stuff I like. When we get to mm -hmm. some, we'll, we'll get to mm -hmm. other things. It's revealed cringe. that they got to kill Vandal Savage thrice. They thrice. <laughs> in three separate time periods. I'm and so they have to wait. Into it. They have to wait until he starts 
the ritual, which yep. can, could destroy the world, but that's the only way to get him because it's the only time he's going to be mortal. It's so cool. And, going to, and they go through the basically the events of the season, mm-hmm. how, how like it all led to this. This is so well planned out, I thought. Yep. Three and separate so, rituals. So they all attack in all their different time periods. Mm-hmm. Sarah says, glad we're past the point of worrying about the timeline. And I'm like, you said it, sister. Exactly. Big <laughs> you time. said it. All of this. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, again, that's the mantra of the rest of this, this, this series. Mm-hmm. Like, Who fucking cares? Good. Good. And Carter gets shot, makes Kendra hawk out. Savage has a bazooka in 1975. Mm, that was and wild. We Rip got the hawk okay. T-boys. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get that for first. Rip, Rip gets shot, falls off the roof, and yeah. then back to the future. To, yeah. To, totally. He's standing on the wave rider yeah, as it looking. goes up. And when I do my whole ripoff or homage, here's the thing. The Legends fighting theme Mm-hmm. briefly there does a little and i kind of like if they're gonna so they rip know what off, they're doing yeah just admit it just say that's what yep. we're doing yeah so great it's love so that cool, part man. and so rory fries savage mm-hmm. he's like i'm immortal he's like you didn't get the message sarah snaps his fucking neck with her stick oh it is all so fucking kick ass like it's all happening at once we all have to kill him one way or the other and now you can kill him we don't have to have one or the other or one of us do it like it can't just be special with the mm-hmm. with this one sword or whatever bullshit we could all kill him we all get this fucking catharsis as a team what a true bonding moment you know what guys <laughs> Get, get all that killing out of your system now because yeah. we're not going to be doing this in previous seasons. Yeah, <laughs> but this is good. This is great. And then Kendra puts the knife right in his chest, yeah. staring at him, and Rip is pushing it in. Now, you mm-hmm. said last this episode you were wanting to see a resolution for Rip. Mm-hmm. I think you kind of got right here. He to gets some to extent. Shove, to shove that knife in, Yeah, and he goes – you feel it, right? This is different yeah. than last time. You're mortal now. Yeah. And Savage says, you okay, but you still failed yeah. to save the lives of... But before he could say their names, yeah. Rip throws them in the electrical grid, kills them, and goes, never speak their names again. And yeah. all this, the killing Savage throughout time part, mwah, chef's yeah. kiss, my yeah. favorite part of the episode. Yeah. Well, my second favorite part of the episode. Mm, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're still going to get to my favorite part of this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Me, I think me too, man. I think I'm really, yeah, because at this point, dude, I'm like in, I'm in tears, dude. I'm feeling wow. this. Nice. I was totally feeling this. I'm in love with this team for the first time all season. I'm in love with this whole fucking concept, man. Nice. Yeah. But we're uh, not done yet. But there's one meteorite left. Oh, no. There's three. They're going to yeah, blow okay. up. Yeah. Right. Ray just goes, huh, I was working on something shrinks it and it goes poof yeah i thought was great hilarious firestorm manages to transmute his in the water water yeah and that pays off that that story that's great but i just noticed this i noticed this all season i haven't brought it up but when firestorm is firestorm and stein is the voice in his head Mm -hmm. it's the most especially here the most obvious hey victor we're gonna need you in the studio uh read (laughs) these lines because it's all you can do it, Jefferson. Hmm? Jefferson, I could. We must yes. work together. Yeah, okay. It's, yeah, it's one There's banalities. Right banalities. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's 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 like Krusty recording the bits for the 
<laughs> the the, the yeah. doll with the full string. Here's right. how it's done, kid. <laughs> That's funny. Totally. But the last one is too radiated for Ray to shrink it or Firestorm mm-hmm. to transmute it. And Earth is going to blow up. And they're going, what the fuck do we do? And Rip somehow manages to slip onto the wave rider. Mm-hmm. And he tractor beams it. He's flying away. He's communicating with him. The legends, he says. Towards the fucking sun. He's going to fly it and the ship into the sun. Mm-hmm. And it's been a pleasure mm-hmm. you know, working with you all. Mick mm-hmm. says, I don't want to lose another friend. Because Mick's always saying how much he can't stand uh, him. Uh, dude, this is all beautiful. This is all so fucking great. Here's where I think you're totally playing with me again, too. Because I totally thought we are going to really lose him here. Um, because first I think, like, okay, Johnny's totally fucking with me because I love this episode. <laughs> and then I think, okay, so well, if he's fucking with me about this being a good episode or not, and now all of a sudden he's also said that Ripple's going to be a reference, maybe we are going to lose him here. I would never. And in a way, I wasn't, I, I wasn't even mad at you, man. Um, but the scene with the family here, this reminded me of, like, Interstellar, but the good parts of Interstellar. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't love Interstellar. A lot of it I hated, actually. I didn't care for it at all. Yeah. Uh, um, um, but some of those, like, really good... Or even like Solaris, right? Like, like really yeah. good. Um, that weird kind of cerebral sci-fi. Um, it's not totally that level, but it was such a great touch here. But here's what bothers me about this. Okay, I guess Rip wants to commit suicide. Is that it? Because he's flying it into the sun. He mm-hmm. seems that he doesn't have his family. He wants to commit suicide. He's hallucinating that they're there. Mm-hmm. Then he wakes up. Mm-hmm. Gideon says, Captain, I'm not ready to die. Oh, I'm my a, God. I'm, I'm a series regular. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and seeing that face there, here, the face. and this is from, like, yep. personal point of view or personal attachment, that's our fucking logo, baby. It is. That's it's the, the first, first time we've seen her all season. The first time we've seen her face, I think we've only seen it once before. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that really got me, dude. That yeah. was great. That was awesome. I love that part, but I'm like, and he goes, oh, okay. Yes, we don't have to do that. Is the, does the solar ray still work? Yes, Captain. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. so why didn't you just use the solar ray? I know, I know, I know, I know. So maybe or, it was. Or make it more clear that you're ready to yeah. die. Yeah, and I think this was a little, and it did, I thought it was like, this was meant to be him making his peace. That's what I thought that scene mm-hmm. was. Um, but then the, the way that she showed up, okay, that's great. But then they just show up, it's like 20 minutes ago. And then all of a sudden, it's a little anticlimactic. A little bit. Uh, so the way they wrap this up. But but I, I loved that um, exchange with his... Yeah, his with uh, that's the piece I was looking for, man. That's exactly oh, what I was saying cool. I was looking for. Um, but yeah, they uh, go back 20 minutes and yeah. through time travel shenanigans, the meteorite just disappears. I know. And, Fantastic. Great. And Rip comes out. Sorry if I gave you all the fright, but I was going to fly it into the sun and change my mind. I was feeling a little bit suicidal. And Mick just goes, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I big love time, Big time. It, I know. It, but that's it's almost, like, you're, like you're an idiot because you risked your life. Um, like you could have died, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. That's kind of what it means to like, it's all there. I, I didn't lose a friend kind of thing. Mick, Mick, um, Mick calling people idiots or calling themselves idiots is pretty yeah. much the norm of the show. Awesome. <laughs> good. Oh, good. That count me in, man. <laughs> and Rip does say, look, the timeline still needs to be protected. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this job. And any of you want to join me, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. 
So now we're wrapping things up as the legends are figuring out who's going to join and who's not going to join. Sarah's at Laurel's grave. And this is really sweet. She's like, I should stay to help fight Damien Dark. He's like, and, and Quentin says to her, yeah, baby Goyle, you know, I can't understand this time travel thing, but it sounds important. And I'm proud of you. Here's the thing about Quentin Lance. He can't get any of this shit, even if it's right in front of him. On Arrow, okay, right, right. The, the Black Canary, the Laurel of Earth 2, yeah. is evil. Yeah. And she's called Black Siren. And that's they, they've already established her before Laurel dies. That's mm -hmm. how they bring her back on the show. Black Siren is on the show first as a villain, and then they're, they're reforming her. Mm -hmm. And Quen is completely like, that's my baby girl. <laughs> and she's like, I'm from Earth 2. You, know, you look just like my dad, who was an abusive alcoholic. But he's convinced, I can't get down with all this parallel earth stuff that's i don't get it it's my baby gun. Like, there's flying people there's yeah. flashes everywhere he can't get it it's funny ever it's, it's like so a dyslexia funny. of sorts he's a dyslexia of 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 science fiction it's it's so it can, it can it leads to some wonderful moments as he's the reason why she reforms herself because he's the only one that believes in her yeah which is lovely but his whole Parallelers, Schmarellers, that's my baby girl. Funny. <laughs> Something. But where are we? Okay. We're at Stein and Clarissa. And she's uh, playing Trivial Pursuit again. Playing Trivial Pursuit. And right now, before we get to that, I almost totally forgot. One last IMDb Curious for this. Season one. Season one. And it's all, this is, I'm, just, I'm gonna pick and choose from these reviews because there's some stuff in here, my friend. <laughs> this first one, 10 out of 10, man. Wow, mm. most awesome series ever. If you mm. like Stargate, sci-fi and action heroes. Mm -hmm. It's from May 19th, 2016. Spoiler alert, I have watched well more than my share of many, many and many sci-fi series. However, this takes the cake in all of its pieces. The whole series is filled with twists and turns. Did that guy just turn a phrase? I think so. I, I've never heard that before. Me neither. I really like it. I <laughs> really like steal it. You're gonna steal that? I might. It? I might try it. What's right. this guy's name? Van, uh, Van Yassir, no Yassir Nawaz. Uh, thanks, Yas. Uh, Yas Queen. Yas Queen. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's, that's... I'm just fucking dumb with... If I'd been taking a drink, I would have done a spit take. But, see, the whole series is filled with twists and turns, climaxes, declimaxes, so much so that it keeps you wanting to watch more. The best part is they give you perspective into the past, present, and future. If the next series is going to be about how the world get attacked by aliens after Savage had, has had his days dawn on him, then bravo. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to the series in 2017. And hats off to the cast, writers, producers, and all of anyone related to this series. Signed, Johnny Sorrow. Uh, seven out of ten. From Darren Cock, the Koch. Now, I may not be much of a criminal. Sorry, Darren. Sorry, Darren, if you're listening. Oh, man. No, I'm not shitting on Darren. But he's got a very good point here. Okay, hold on. You called him a, a cock by mistake there. Oh, maybe it's pronounced that way. How do I know? Maybe it is. <laughs> maybe, he, maybe I said Koch and he goes, it's cock, stupid. 
Darren. Now, I may not be much of a criminal, but would I use a 2007 Dodge Charger RT Sublime to commit a crime? What was Heatwave thinking? Probably not. And Heatwave would know better than to do this also. Use a nondescript four-door sedan so the cops aren't looking for the most obvious vehicle on the road to stop. <laughs> then he goes on about Firestorm's uniform and how much fun it's going to be. But uh, one last angry uh, nerd about uh, going on about Kendra. Mm-hmm. On another note, Kendra was an incredibly weak character in this episode again. First, she gets shot down while escaping. And then during the meteorite ritual part, she can't manage to escape until a hawk dude gets shot. And then yeah. she's suddenly capable of snapping the bonds that hold her with little effort. And yeah, maybe, was, I, maybe like, she, you know what that reminded me of what? that scene? Uh, Bonanza for Bonanza. <laughs> okay, because that's what uh, that's how uh, what's his name Hoss. Hoss, gets out of it. Hoss with his the big ape, with his giant ape strength. Yeah, <laughs> he's not bright. Yeah, <laughs> but he says. By the way, anyone, if, you, if you're not listening to Bonanza's for Bonanza on Earwolf, mm-hmm. get to it right now. It's yeah, funny, really funny stuff. Yeah. Um, and he says, maybe she could have tried a little harder sooner instead mm-hmm. of playing damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. All right. And then since we're at Clarissa and her husband, this, uh, see here, iMac 2001 has a few points, but here's the one about Clarissa. And then we'll get back to wrapping this show up. Okay. I'm side-eyeing Clarissa being okay with being an abandoned wife again. Either she's suffering from retired husband sy- syndrome or she's got a side piece. And uh, uh, I agree. Uh, she wants him out of that fucking house. I think you're right. I like that. I like that interpretation. That guy would fit in right there. That guy would fit in right very well with us, I think. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> because they're playing cards again. She, the question is wanderlust. You have it. I'm like, she planted that fucking card. She wants him out of here. And, and she says, and he's like, oh, no, I'm happy. And she says, we've been married for 28 years, and you're still a lousy liar. Mm-hmm. So hold on. The longer you're married, the better of a liar you should be. Ah. I don't. That's a take. <laughs> Secret. But, that's, a, that's the truth, man. I can tell you. Secret but, to a relationship, you got to lie to your wife every day. Oh, really? Is that, is, you Make sure what? if you haven't lied to your wife yet before you go to bed, go find her. Go find her. Make yeah. sure you do this, guys. Guys out there listening, husbands out there, a little tip. Make sure you give your wife a little lie before she goes to bed. <laughs> so, Jack shows up. He said, Stein goes, what is this, an intervention? Mm-hmm. And she, Clarissa does get off a nice line. She's like, I'd be, I'd be angry with myself if I didn't let you go. My husband, the superhero which I thought was nice and cute. Really cute. Really cute. Dude, I loved all this. They come running in, they get them out of there. Yeah. And then we got Mick and Snart at, in 2013. So yeah. this, this kind is... Of, yeah, this kind of needed a, another explanation. This was good, though. This was good. Well, this is right as the show The Flash started. So this is right as they just became, quote-unquote, supervillains. Mm-hmm. And they're at this, you know, the bar, the bar that all the bad guys hang. I always love that in DC. DC has a lot of that where this is a bar where supervillains hang out. That's funny. And, you know, the heroes leave them alone there for whatever reason. And he's trying to tell Snart a message. Snart's like, look, I'm not all touchy-feely. But Mick says, you're the best guy I ever knew. You may not think you're a hero, but you're a hero to me. Got it. 
and I love it. I know, man. He had I just the right level of vulnerability there. Mm-hmm. Still maintain the the like, yeah. That was honestly, you have loved their stuff all season long together. That was mm-hmm. my favorite moment of theirs this whole nice. season. I think you know what it is, man. But I think I, I've grown to like his him as an actor more than I than I grew to like Wentworth Miller as an actor over, the, over top of this. Like it, mm-hmm. it was overt what Wentworth Miller was doing from the start because he's so overt. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Wentworth or with uh, Dominic Purcell, he's so grunty that it's not easy. <laughs> What's that noise? What's that yeah. sound? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not as easy to decipher the little subtleties. Uh, and this this is the scene where I think he really nailed it. Um, yep. So I'm like, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. I'd you're love to be, be eating chicken at this, man. You're going to be very excited because he, the, the, I've said before, the evolution of mm-hmm. Mick over the course of five seasons is wonderful. He's cool. he, he's my favorite character on this show. Cool. This season, it was Captain Cold. Yeah. On the show itself, for me, it's Mick Rory. He yeah. is my favorite character. Um, I'd have to think about who my favorite character on this season was. Mm. Oh, I have to uh, think about it. Think about it now. Now yeah, get, it's yeah, Ray. No. I know you know it's Ray. No, I, Ray. Did, I, I didn't love him. I didn't love him. Mm-hmm. Two years, motherfucker. <laughs> so I'll think about it. It might be Rip, Sarah. Actually. Yeah, well, that would make that be a good choice. So yeah. as they're leaving this bar, Rip tells Rory, "You know, if you want, I can bring you back here to stay." And I'm screaming like my nerd, my nerd alarm went off. No, you can't. He's alive in this era. He can't, you can't bring him back here, you liar, motherfucker, Rip. Mm. That, that, that bothered me. So we're back in Star City. Mick, oh, I think he meant that, like he could go back and have that moment again and again where he hadn't met him before. If you want to keep going mm. back and, you know what I mean, reliving this. Kind okay, of, maybe that was it. Maybe that like was in it. a way, it's kind of like him saying, I, I kind of have a hologram for that, but if you want the real thing, I can do <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? I think that's totally what it was. So yeah. we're back in Star City. Everyone's there to get back on the ship except the Hawks. They say thanks for everything, but we're going to take off. And uh, and uh, the remaining audience in 2016 cheered in their living rooms. Yeah, you know? it was so. That was so. That was such a Poochie died on his way back to his home planet <laughs> it was, moment. It was <laughs> so. In a way, I, it kind of broke my heart. I mean, like I don't like that actor at all. Of that, the Carter. I th- I think uh, Hawk Girl. I mean, we got to see more of her, so I got to see some range as it went on. But I didn't, I I didn't not like her as part of the team, um, mm-hmm. and I wonder again. I wonder what the circumstances are with her, or, or with all of those actors, with Wentworth well, Miller I, and and uh, both of them. Is this Wentworth when she Miller? Went I do... don't know. Wentworth yeah. Miller. Wentworth Miller. I don't know. I can only, you know, and he's had his issues, so that could play yeah. into it. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But with the Hawks, I it was definitely like halfway through the season or whatever. They're like, okay, we got that, that's. Mm. We have to, but even Carter was there in like a limited role from the beginning. So I don't. Yeah, they they, you know, they they test these audiences, and everyone was saying Vandal Savage and the Hawks are what we don't like. So right, right. But it would make sense keeping the Hawks on the ship would be stupid anyway because it is the end of their story. I wouldn't doubt that the writers had already Mm -hmm. determined that the Mm -hmm. Hawks be gone at the end of this. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> I love that they're back at this location too. This is the place mm-hmm. that's just down like like uh, seven or eight blocks from our house, right by oh, the, wow. the docks there. Yeah, it's so awesome. But as they're as they're leaving to pursue their their love, Mick goes, "I give it three months, tops." Hilarious, <laughs> hilarious, and, and my Ray, favorite line of his all season, maybe. <laughs> and, and Ray's being a great guy. He's like, "It's fine." 
you know, you go and I know. Yeah. do you and, and Ray, yeah. Ray's a great guy. And coincidentally, Nick's eating chicken. And as they fly off, he looks at Sarah and goes, every time they do that, I get hungry for chicken. Which, I was like, they just should have put the actual bucket with the KFC logo. He just has a full bucket. <laughs> very, very funny to me. And all of a sudden, though, coming through the sky, Travis, it's another wave rider. What? And it crashes, and they got a duck, and it opens up, and out walks fucking our man. They don't say the name. Now, mm. Well, well I, here is he's Rex Tyler of the JSA. Rex Tyler, that's his, So would you have recognized him as, as owl, owl or? Our, our man. Our. Like as in like me and yours? No, i just kidding. <laughs> like time, right? <laughs> yeah, time, yeah. Um, <laughs> Here's our man. Here's our man. I recognized him even though the uniform they gave him was altered mm. to make it look acceptable on TV and not too comic booky. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a DC nerd, man. As soon as he walked out and I saw the trim and the color, I went, <laughs> it's fucking our man. Holy mm-hmm. shit. When, when I first watched it, because I, did, I didn't care for this episode when it originally aired. And I remember being like, it, oh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. You know, the fight scene's great. The killing savage is great. And then my nerd boner went boing because it's fucking our man. Holy shit. Yeah. And so he tell tells me about him, our man. Well, our man is Rex Tyler. He's a golden age hero. He uh, takes a pill called Miraclo. It gives him super strength for an hour. Mm-hmm. And he's a, a founding member of the Justice Society of America, the 1940s super yeah. team, as he mentioned. And he tells them, don't get on that ship or you'll die. And they will. Who told you that? He's like, you told me, Mr. Rory. You sent me. And Rip does this thing where he kind of bends over sideways. Who are you? Yeah. And he goes, I'm Rex Tyler of the Justice Society of America. And that's the cliffhanger. And when that happened, when I first watched it, I went, superheroes! Yay! Because we're going to get... Because the next season, season two, it's the show isn't where it is now. Mm-hmm. But next season embraces superheroes. It is a Great. superhero show. This this season was a sci-fi show, more or mm-hmm. less. This hmm. next season is a superhero show full of Great. silly costumes and supervillains. And it's, <laughs> oh, I can't wait. But we're going to be getting to that mm-hmm. in two weeks. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a little time off, let everything digest. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think we need to, like I said, like it's been... Uh, uh, I think this has been a great run, but this has been awesome. This was, dude, this was such a great payoff. I me. love like, that you love this as a payoff. I was so, I honestly thought we were going to start this show and you were going to be like, I don't know if I can get through another season of this after this episode. But the fact that you adored this makes me so happy. Oh, that's great. No, man, dude, it's 8.5. I'll tell you what, 8.5 out of 10. This is my favorite episode of this season for sure. Um, that, nice. that it's, it's, it's warts were were kind of warts where they were kind of laughing at themselves a bit and some of their storytelling, some of the stuff that I normally didn't like, like Victor Garber and uh, Jax when they're together. I was I really enjoyed. Um, there was just one thing after that, dude. When they were getting closer to killing uh, Vandal Savage all at once, it was just like I was on the edge of my seat, man. That was great. That's what I wanted out of this show. When when I like when I hear about you know a team from from DC, of, of made up of like, uh, 
you know, not necessarily second rate, but just lesser known uh, DC characters and stuff like that. This is the kind of thing I was hoping for. They're the misfits. They're the misfits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so, dude, yeah, count me in, dude. Count me in for for the rest of this journey. Oh, oh. I'm so happy! This has been this doing this first season with you, man, is so much fun. I've been wanting to do a show like this for a long time. I finally put the word out. I'm so glad you answered because it's also been fun getting to know you and you know. Yeah, yeah, same to you, bud. Same to you for sure. Yeah, and so on behalf of Travis and I, thank you to all of you listening. Thank you uh, to everyone. Uh, who's been supporting us uh, spread the word follow us on twitter at guys gideon that's right and, uh, you know what we need to do what we that? keep trying to remind ourselves is we got to find out the names of who did those openings at, who did the opening and closing music we've been using this whole season yes we do we are fucking uh, awesome yes we I, 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 we're gonna open season two in two weeks and we're gonna give the credit because the music you hear at the beginning of the show and at the end of the show is just fan created music i found on youtube and like the asshole I am, I haven't given anyone credit for it. We're going to take care of that next season because it's wonderful. It's a big part of the show. Once again, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Travis. This has been Gideon Guys Season 1. We'll see you in two weeks. Adios!